You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Ever wanted to whitewater raft in the Grand Canyon? Take a pasta-making class in Rome? How about a Chianti wine and food tour in Italy? If you're like me and said absolutely to all of these once-in-a-lifetime travel experiences, it's time you book a trip with Get Your Guide. With over 100,000 options, this is the way to guarantee an unforgettable trip and a connection with your destination. They do the work, and you just keep the memories forever. So discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience now at Get Your Guide. Hi, it's Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedle for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon. It's organic, non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. I can tell you firsthand, I quickly became obsessed with the Pink Apple. It really felt like I was drinking a soda, but healthy. Low calories with an impressive taste, which, as you probably know, is not easy to find. It's been a great way to start my day, that's for sure. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Danielle will appreciate this. Okay. I love I love anything. I, I want so that's nice to set it up that I'm gonna hate it already. <laughs> no, no, no. So my friend had dinner with Charlotte Wells, who directed After Sun. <gasps> yes. And I haven't talked to her yet, but my friend was so nervous um, because it was like her favorite, favorite movie. Yes. And she was like, and she never meet com- your heroes. Com- exactly. She like completely fangirled out, like met her at some party, right. and then like was is working in New York right now and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to track her down. I'm going to, I'm, you know, and this is a friend who should not be nervous about like this. This is a, this is a very successful. Why this don't you is just a, tell us who the friend is? Why are you being no, so secretive? No, um, this is Tom Cruise. My friend's Tom okay, Cruise. Okay. I, no. I knew you were best friends with him. I don't know why you're hiding it. So Tom is, you know, <laughs> you guys are in Scientology together. You're the most, you're the most likely to be a Scientologist. We no, all so know this, it. Yeah. So this yeah. is my friend. Uh, no, but, but she, but she was so nervous, and and then you like we were like oh, texting. I was like, "How'd it go?" And you're she was really like, not gonna tell us who your friend. No, I don't want to. I don't. Okay. You know, no, it's not important. The 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 point the, the important part is, she was so nervous about you know meeting her hero, like meeting somebody who, and so it got me thinking about the times when I've, I and I think I've brought most of them up on this show that I've lost the ability to speak when meeting somebody. Stacy Keenan, right? Yes, right. Uh-huh. Uh. It, and I'm, tr- I'm there. and Richard Dreyfus for you, Danielle. Yeah. Oh yeah, for me. Uh huh. I had to ask anyway, for a photo. I wanted to know: Have you guys? Okay. How, how, let me put it this way: Have you had an awkward encounter with somebody that you just because you were such a huge fan, or is there somebody who you know you would be awful if you actually ever met them? Like you would just lose the ability to speak or have a horrible time. Definitely. First Ooh. of all, the way you started this conversation for me, you might as well have said. 
hey, my friend Ray, Sh- you know, my friend met Ray Shrewsbury, director of Tingle House. Like, I didn't know anything of the Tingle House is great. Or whatever you're talking totally about. Totally should have been nominated so last year, Tingle House. No, I, that meant nothing to me, <laughs> everything you just wait, said. Wait, <laughs> Will, you've heard Ryder and I talk about After Sun. It's the movie that then when Ryder told me. Oh, you guys if, cried for like a week? Yes, we cried okay. for like a week after okay. it. And by the An way, it was film. so funny. Probably the because best film of last year. I felt yeah. the same thing with Endgame. Or two years ago. You know, I don't see a lot of movies. And when when I do, it's because Jensen has usually very like he's very good at curating what he thinks I'm going to like. And as you know, I think I've talked about it. I can tell whether or not I'm going a movie is going to be good by one. Just the um, the billboard, the photo they pick. I can tell you whether or not it's a good movie. Great. So you're literally judging a book by its cover. I like it. And I'm great at it. There was one time he said to me. This he's he's like, we're going to go see this movie. It has like 97 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone loves it. A friend of ours is someone we like not a friend adjacent is is in it. I think it's going to be I think you're going to love it. And we got there. And in the first five minutes, I said, this movie is going to be horrible. And he was like, no, it's not. I promise you it's not. And it was horrible. What movie um, was it? Can you say what movie ha- or no? We ended up having a great time in it. I don't remember the name of it because I don't remember a single thing about the movie. It was called... Searching, searching, L- looking, finding, <laughs> finding. Lost? Is it the one where the Wait. guy lost his daughter? Sure, and he's that sounds vaguely familiar. Wait, Jensen said yes, to- yes, yes. It's oh, that that's one. a great little movie. How could you not? That's super we had a great thrilling. Ta- we had a great time in the movie, but it was right. because the whole theater was kind of like laughing with it and pointing out problems yeah. and being like, "What? What is it?" So we ended up enjoying the movie going experience, but didn't love the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, how do we get on that topic? <laughs> Oh, the celebrities, but I mean, mine, oh. I, again, my, my, super easy. Uh, Alan, Alan Alda. Super easy. You've never met him. If you did, you would fall apart. Right. Michael J. Yeah. Fox, I've now met a couple times, but I still would probably be a little bit tongue tied. And um, I was that way uh, with Buzz Aldrin when I, when mm. I met, when I met Buzz Aldrin. I was like, there's 12 people in the history of the world that have meet walked Buzz on the moon. Aldrin? I met Buzz Aldrin at a Disney event because he was the inspiration for Buzz Lightyear. So he oh, was cool. there at one thing. And I've only asked for autographs from two people in my entire life. And one was Buzz Aldrin. The other was Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk signed my my Tony Hawk uh, CD, my, cool. uh, my game. Tony Hawk. Yeah. I never would have guessed that. From yeah. You. Oh, I was a huge what? fan of Tony Hawk. So was uh, I. The video, the video games game. at the time. Mm-hmm. So um. I, I brought my video game. And then I got to one of the coolest things was. I then did Tony Hawk American Wasteland. I was the voice of the quote unquote you character. So oh. everybody who could build the character to look like how they wanted, it was it was my voice. That's so, so cool. When I finished, the guy who was recording it said, do you realize you're literally the only person in the world that can make the avatar look like you and it's and your sound voice. like you. Yeah. So <laughs> you're you're playing the Tony Hawk. So it was it was very, very cool. So that, wow. that was, those are my answers the, that. Yeah. That's who I would. Have you ever seen the video of Buzz Aldrin punching that guy? Great, great video. (laughs) Awesome. Have you seen this? I love just not taking it. It's like, I'm not even going to discuss this with you. I'm just going to get you. Oh my God. It's one of the most. (laughs) I don't know what it is. So this moon, moon landing conspiracy theorist approaches Buzz Aldrin and is like, admit it. You didn't go to the moon. Like what? He like harasses the poor guy. And Buzz Aldrin's old yeah and, yeah. He and a, a very nice guy and, and like you could see him like trying to avoid this guy and this guy is like cracking him down following him through a hotel lobby and then buzz aldrin and he just he find what does he call he calls him a coward that's what he, does. he calls yeah. balls a buzz aldrin a coward and buzz aldrin just boom <laughs> punches him right in the mouth it yep. is it's so intense you're like oh oh god and you're like this 75 year old dude just took it took it this yep. other guy out it was, it was great yeah. um 
not 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 actors or uh, no. directors. I musicians. I have like I have some musicians that that I would you know you guys know are these musicians. I, I would I would know no. the names. No, will you, you would you Just, would you would because most of them are hip hop artists and you're a big hip hop guy. Huge into hip hop. I know. I, love, I mean, I you did hop. name at least. Four of the Wu Tang members, and right? I was impressed with you. It so was most good. of the clan, most of the clan you had, um, but yeah. So like, I did meet Dr. Dre once, and I know, I, that I was know Dr. Dre. That's I know all, that's that awesome. was that was really cool. I still have not met Lil Wayne, and I love Wayne. I would yeah. probably I don't know that I would be speechless, but it would be like I, I it would be one of those moments where I would regularly have to remind myself like this is actually happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um is there I, I'm sorry, is there a, is there just a Wayne? No, they're all Lil. Okay. I was curious if there's a big or just a regular size Wayne and then there's a Lil Wayne. Like mid Wayne. Be like Wayne Jr. <laughs> without there being a Wayne. Mid Big Wayne, Mid Wayne, Lil Wayne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Tara just said you went home early in Vegas and missed Wayne. Yeah, because I need my sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so, more important. <laughs> I mean, old. I think basically based on knowing that about me, you understand that not really. There aren't really too many people no. I would go out of my way. No, to you're speechless meet. with your pillow every night. That's what you love. <laughs> yes, you're totally speechless. Love it. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Fordell. Here is a big Pod Meets World tour announcement. The three shows that we had to postpone at the end of last year because one of us caught COVID. Rude. They have brand new dates. We are so happy to be making good on these shows and coming to say hello to you listeners. And really, thank you for being so patient while we worked this out. So, we will be in Durham, North Carolina at the Carolina Theater on June 19th. Then Atlanta at the Tabernacle on June 20th. And finally, in the Big Easy, New Orleans on Friday night, June 21st at the Civic Theater, which is our most intimate venue yet. If you have tickets from old dates, those will work to get you in. And if you have any issues, please do contact the venue and they will work it out. And tickets, including VIP meet and greets, are still available for all three of these dates. So go to podmeetsworldshow.com to purchase. Durham on June 19th, Atlanta on June 20th, and New Orleans on June 21st podmeetsworldshow.com for tickets and we'll see you there hopefully in costume witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? 
The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year. And they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there is sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. Go to ExpressPros.com to find a location near you. So today's recap is season four, episode nine, 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men. It originally aired November 15th, 1996. The synopsis is that Corey and Sean try to help Frankie with his father's wrestling match while also simultaneously attending Topanga's 16th birthday party. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Matthew Nelson, which is shocking to me that this was not a Mark Blutman script. Yeah. It sounds right. like one that he probably pitched because I think the reason this happened is because he was really good friends with somebody, but Blutman yeah. was really good friends with somebody at the WWE. Yeah, usually the all the wrestling yeah. stuff is Blutman. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. You're right. Yeah. I, I was I like, Matt Nelson, this is kind of a departure for yeah. Yeah, what it, we're it used to. It also kind of doesn't feel like a Matt Nelson That's script. what I'm no. saying. Yeah. It was, it, but you're Even right. I bet writing. it was a, um, um, I think this year, Mark Blutman and Busking were kind of, helping to run the room. And mm -hmm. so it's possible they pitched this idea and and it ended up being a Matt Nelson script. But well, considering they wrote like 15 scripts in season, season two three. and three. Like, yeah, they were writing so much. I have a feeling, you know, and I also remember like, every, you know, everybody, especially because it wasn't their show, right? Boy Meets World wasn't their show. Right. They were probably looking for other jobs, you know? Like yeah. everybody always had one foot out the door of like, how long is this show going to last? Can I use this to get, you know, another Somewhere gig? Else, and, right. and they probably wanted to create their own shows, which, you know, they went on to do. Were they so, so. helping on any of Michael's other shows? I know he would bring people to other stuff did they go i don't to think blutman and busking were no. no because i know sherman went to do you wish yeah, yeah. Um, Susan, but Susan i think Jansen blutman and busking that. were no i feel like and i feel like mark talked about this like wanting to do more grown-up shows right like yeah. feeling pigeonholed right. in kids television at the time and how now he thinks that that's kind of ridiculous but at the time he felt the desire so i think he and busking um were trying to get onto like adult shows yeah that would yeah. make sense 
So it guest stars Ethan Suplee returning as Frankie Stacchino. Leon White, a.k.a. Big Bad Vader, is back as Frankie Stacchino Sr. EJ De La Pena is also back as Little Herman Stacchino. And <laughs> the legendary Jake Roberts plays himself. He was WWF superstar Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake. Who, after years of personal struggles and battles, is back in wrestling at All Elite Wrestling as a manager. That's cool. Mm. And then WWF producer and writer Bruce Pritchard appears as Brother Love and announcer. He is still at the now named WWE as a head executive in creative. That so, might be Blutman's friend. Yes, it is. Bruce yeah, Pritchard okay. and, and Mark know each other very well. Okay. Um, and he's Bruce's uh, great guy from everything I've heard. People yeah. really like him. And Earl Hebner is the referee. He's the most legendary of WWE referees from the 80s and 90s, and he is now retired. Hmm. So, what were your all overall thoughts on the episode? Do you want me to start? <laughs> sure. Um, I, this was an interesting episode for me because it was really fun to sit back and watch one that I wasn't in. I know. Because Where I got to in a single scene, right? No, no, they, they, we weren't in this episode. The family had wow. nothing to do with the episode. So, it was fun to sit Easy. back and just kind of let it wash over me. I obviously wasn't there. So, I have no memories of the week. I just got to. Watch so you the took the episode. whole week off, you think? Yeah. You were Michael, oh, no, I know right. I did, because this this happened four or five times, maybe, and Michael would always come over to me and go, hey, come here, come here. We uh, wrote the script next week. You're not in it. You got a vacation. See you, see you in two weeks. And I go, oh, okay. And that, and wow. that was it. I'd see you in two wow. weeks. Wow. Um, so it, it was fun. And again, it's absurd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was really nice to see Corey driving the story again. Uh, you know, Danielle, you're adorable and your sweet 16 outfit and everything going. Mm -hmm. So it was, I had fun again. I think I was so able to dissect myself from the episode because I wasn't in it that I was just watching a wacky nineties episode of TV that I not sure I've ever seen before. Don't yeah. you kind of wish Eric was in it though? No, I, I, think, I think it I think was this episode could have used a little Eric. I, I don't so know. Too. I think it was just, I think it was, I think again, they're, they're rotating the Matthews living room now with everybody else's living room. Right. So we get Sean's living room and now we're getting Vader's living room. So it's, uh, you know, I get what they're doing and I'm now just allowing it to happen. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. let it wash over me. Crazy <laughs> right. wrestling thing. I'm going to forget all the stuff that doesn't make any sense. And I just got right. to sit there and kind of watch you guys play. And I also know all the stories that you've told me about how crazy it was. So mm -hmm. I'm like pointing things out to Sue as we're watching. Like, oh, they were all yelling. Like, yeah. So that was fun right. for me. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was an enjoyable 22 minutes. Hmm. Writer. I didn't. I, I was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> not for me. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I think similar to, to Disney World, it's, it's larger than life, right? It has this yeah. quality about it that makes it super memorable. Like the fact that we're wrestling right. we're in the ring, the like, uh, I think the Flintstones, thing is funny like yeah. that was a like great so, scene i yeah. love it great yeah. scene but i guess i guess like especially coming off of the absurdity of the um like the what was the hospital episode a couple episodes back yeah, like, singled out in the hospital he, out, yeah. the, the, there was something just genuinely funny like in beat for beat in that one that was like even though it's absurd i'm laughing like this one just wasn't super funny and it also no. didn't have like i it kept trying for heart but it didn't quite land for me, like between yeah. Vader and his son. Like I was like, oh yeah, I see where this is going, and and I guess it kind of wraps it up. But it didn't. I don't know. None of none of the actual like scenes landed for me. So it ends up being like a whole big set piece 
episode, which, yes, is a big set piece episode and we can forgive it for all its things. But actually, I'm like, no, I think think could have used a rewrite and a little more. I could have been better. Like, I don't know. There's just could have been some stuff going on. Like, it just it was kind of meh for me. So it's it's a little bit of a bummer because I know I'm sure people there are some people for whom this is their favorite episode. But I think it's just like the Disney World episode. It's mostly because of the set piece. Like, it's so great. And like, you know. The idea of like Corey and Topanga dancing in the ring, like that's so cool. But when I actually watch that scene, especially the tag, I'm like, Ugh, something's awkward. Something's off. It's not landing for me. So unfortunately, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a no on this episode. That's, yeah. a, that's a no for me, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a as a wrestling fan, um, and as somebody who has you know participated in wrestling events and all that stuff. I see why this episode lands and really resonates with people who are also wrestling fans, because like you said, the set piece of it all is so incredible. And to see uh, Corey and Sean and Frankie in a real arena and to see the real fans, the kind of background you could never pay for. It would never look like that. No matter right. if it were, if it had been done to try and look real, it never would have looked like that. Right. So to see it really happening and the fact that we used some WWF footage, like the, we, that opening shot is like their cameras, not even our footage. So like that's all crazy and super cool. As far as it being an episode of Boy Meets World, for me, exactly what you said was missing is the actual heart. Mm-hmm. We we have to fall into very quickly the conceit that Frankie's in love with his dad and his dad doesn't really love him. And we have to care about that very much, even though we just learned it. And to be honest, in a lot of ways, Frankie's dad is very open and receptive to things Frankie says right off the bat. Right and away. I don't yeah. I don't really see I don't really feel like he I don't know. Anyway, I didn't really buy that a whole lot. And then Corey doesn't really care too much about Topanga Sweet 16. He doesn't care about being there. He doesn't care really about the dance. He does only because he knows it's important to her. And even then, he's trying to find other ways to fit other. It's just what was missing in that last scene is a real sense of, oh, man, that's so sweet. I didn't feel that way. I just felt like, all right, they had she had the I guess. The, the guy only caring wanted. because the girl cares is v- a very real thing. That happens oh, yeah. all the, where it's just like, I don't care about this at all, but it's important to her. Right. But, but mean, sure. what would have been nice is if it does end up meaning something for Corey, right? Like it, 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 all of it. Yeah. Cause even just hearing you give that synopsis, I was thinking like, wow, Vader never, like he never adjusts his approach to his son. Like no. he just, his Frankie just gives him what he wants. Frankie cares Correct. about wrestling and, and he yes. doesn't like ever care about poetry or and like as recognize a parent, yeah. we know it's your job as a yes. parent, period, to try and connect to your children about the things that interest them. It is right. never their job to right. connect with you about the things that mean something to you. Right. So, and that would have been a nice little twist if he's like, I don't care about, you know. Or yeah. if somehow something from poetry helps give his dad. Well, that's what I kept waiting for. I kept waiting for there in. to be something that dad, the reason I did this is because of a poem that I learned, something I learned in a poem. It's the scene at the yeah. side of the, the ring. The if ring, he had just right. recited a poem Correct. to inspire his dad or said something and his dad said, that was so poetic, I'm going to go win now. And it doesn't, I was like waiting no. for the line. They yeah. never said it. You're waiting like, for oh. the rage against the dying of the light. As he's, yeah, as he's, yes. as he's, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the episode opened with a poem. You kind of think it's going to come back around, but yeah. Yeah. 
right. Well, there you go. So jumping into our recap, we start in Turner's classroom. Corey's at the front of the class, passionately reading poetry. Do you guys, is this a poem that Corey wrote? No, he's reading from a book. What is he's it? Reading, I actually oh, okay. didn't, we didn't look it up. No. no, I don't know what it oh. is. And it, it made it made me think I assumed it was you would something... know what it is and say, but I didn't I didn't know. I, it. I don't know what it is. And they don't mention it. And it's not on the board. It just says like inter- on the back, like poetry reading. Oh, and so it's, poetry. Yeah, yeah poetry reading. Poetry. And you okay, guys noticed so, Tony's hair. Oh, yeah. Fresh yeah. new haircut. Rest you remember in peace why? to the mullet. Yeah. You remember why? Because yeah. he had to go get another job. He was go getting other jobs. He was trying to audition. So he had to cut off all his hair. Yeah. That's the first thing I saw when I noticed. I was like, oh, that's right. Now Tony knows he wasn't part of the show. Anymore. Exactly. So sad. Aww. So uh, Mr. Turner applauds Corey's reading and then yells over to Sean. And it's revealed that he's splayed across two desks fast asleep. Turner tries to wake him up. And Sean responds, I don't want to go to school, daddy. Corey's reading poetry. Turner yells back, you get your butt out of that bed and get to class. Sean springs up and walks out of the classroom. Frankie says he found himself very moved by Corey's piece, and Corey returns the compliment with a little salute and a, hey. Frankie continues, sometimes we love, and though it seems the object of our love is within reach, it does not reciprocate, and so we must keep reaching. Corey's shocked. It's not about a doggy? Topanga puts her finger on Corey's mouth to shush him. Shh, honey, don't speak. Okay, so hold on. First of all, I was like, why is Frankie in class with them? I know. That made no sense. He's been in high school for 13 years. (laughs) All of a sudden. Eric (laughs) has graduated. Yes, and what? It's I, just poetry class. Like who? It's, since I, it when? Was, yeah. I think it's English. Are they doing poetry reads in English? I don't think so. Frankie for. is like three grades ahead of them at least. And but I think maybe they're alluding to the fact that he's not that he's been a junior for six years, kind of thing. Right. Whereas right. everybody else, even Harley, well, he flunked out, but uh, Joey's gone. So well, he went to the reform school or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, but it's I a lot the same to thing. set this up. It's like, you know, and of course, Sean being like anti-poetry and like over it. I was like, come on, yeah. this is going to be a thing. Why are we? Yeah. Our show was very. Yeah. The the, the continuity <laughs> in this area, but especially it's especially annoying with character continuity. Yeah. Well, but like, here's the irony for me is that there's there's continuity in the fact that like poetry keeps coming up. Like there, right, there's yeah. like a, there's like clearly our writers liked the issue of poetry uh-huh. and it's like, OK, cool. And we've used Frankie and the issue of poetry know, to be like a thing before. Time. And Sean and poetry is a thing like we've had multiple references to. The, so if you're going to keep bringing up, at least reference the fact that you've done this before right, that you've talked. Right. I mean, this whole setup, I'm so glad it turns out to be his dad. But this whole setup, I was like, Ooh, we, we did this. We did this. I know. Like the whole Cyrano of yeah. Frankie to a girl thing is to seasons ago like why are we doing this again and so you know luckily it's slightly revised but also it's i don't know so i just wanted a little bit of recognition like oh here we go again with frankie and poetry or here we go again with frankie and needing help in his love life like any of that just a little nod to the fact that this has happened before would have been nice yeah i i agree I agree. I thought the exact same thing. And I have it later in the scene where it's all revealed that they're going to do a deal. We'll help you and you and help us. Help, oh. And it I was, was like, wow, yeah. the only the third time in four seasons, huh? <laughs> well, I can't believe it. Um, so Turner applauds Frankie's thoughtful response. The bell rings, prompting everyone to leave. But Frankie stays seated. Corey walks up and asks, why the sad puss? So king of poetry, Frankie begins. So at least they referenced he's the king of poetry. Okay. Right. They've acknowledged that. Frankie begins, I'm afraid the poem you so eloquently read. Corey salutes again. Hey. Hey. The the poem hits too close to home for Frankie. Corey excitedly asks, Francis 
I was going to say Alberto. I don't know why I was going to say that. Francis Albert Stacchino. Have you been struck by Gilberto? Suddenly, that uh, would have actually been really funny. Yeah. Francis Alberto Stacchino. Alberto Stacchino. <laughs> have you been struck by Cupid's arrow? Frankie sighs, alas, there are deep and turbulent waters within my soul. Sean then walks into the classroom wearing his Sean Hart shirt. Get yours uh, yep, now at podmeetsworldshow.com. Yep. <laughs> and a bunch of bracelets. Oh, yeah. Like, you're into wearing? You're, you're, you were the originator of the Taylor Swift friendship bracelet. I guess yeah. I'm wearing it. I mean, but I also have like a watch on. I don't, I was freeze frame. I was like, what is that I'm wearing? I've never seen this before. You, are, you I started the friendship bracelet again. thing. Amazing. Yeah. I, I definitely, I, I thought first season I wore a friendship bracelet a bunch that somebody had made me, but like, yeah, here I am. Ryder, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm throwing out some Swift. That's a know. Taylor Swift lyric, right? Okay. Ryder's very musical, musical savvy, but, but. No. No, but only only about a very very narrow yes a very he knows, narrow. He knows everything about nine people. I I thought yes. of you the other day when I looked up Bob D- Bob Dylan lyrics and cried <laughs> reading Dylan. them. I hate Did Dylan you? so much. Did you? Yeah. Where they has him? I love him this guy. Danielle, him. Danielle, we were in the car. She's like, "There's nobody I hate more than Bob Dylan." <laughs> Bob like, the Dylan. voice what? of Bob Dylan <laughs> can make me gag. Oh, God. oh I was oh my God. I just want to oh, on the phone. Oh, it's is. the best. No, it oh is my God, not. I love it so, oh it's so not Danielle, the best. It's. I mean, like, the lyrics are the best. Writer, the voice no, is the not voice the is best. Unbelievable. You guys oh have no God. idea what you're That's talking true. about. You can't believe. That voice is that, that nope. you can't believe the voice. It is unbelievable. That's just why it's been imitated time and time again. Everybody, it's like he changed the course like of Dylan music. Song. You can't. Yes, he's an incredible vocal stylist. You cannot deny. No, no. I mean, sure, I'm if not you want to call him a vocal stylist, yeah, exactly. that's what being a singer is. Style. Oh, that's so. what being a singer is. If you have a voice, you sing, you emote, you find an expressive like lane for your voice. Nobody does that better than him. Like he naturally, he doesn't lyrics, have like some gifted, beautiful instrument. But what he does with his voice, nobody. I mean, like that is yeah. undeniably like one of the greatest styles of of American music. Like I can't no. Think about it. Nobody in rock and roll post Dylan hasn't made reference to Dylan with their voice. Like it's just he's a vocalist. Yes. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> I love some of the lyrics. Love them just for what it's worth. Read mm-hmm. them as a poetry book. Truly yeah. incredible. Don't ever want to hear poetry is not that great. If you actually read his poems, oof, lyrics, fantastic. Lyrics, great. What about Frankie's poetry though? Ah, back to the show. Back to the show. Thank you. Ah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they They've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year. And they can help you, too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there is sure to be an express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. Go to ExpressPros.com to find a location near you. So, Turner compliments Frankie on doing an outstanding job in class, asking if he can save Corey and Sean, who are struggling. This gives Corey a plan for a negotiation. Ha! Ah, what if... Frankie helps them with poetry, and in return, they help him with his love situation. Never seen this before. Frankie responds, let me consider. Then immediately, one second later, says, okay. Sean asks, so who's the girl that's doing the damage? Frankie mysteriously answers, I will tell you, but not here and not now. And then we've now officially kicked off the third time we've told this story on Boy Meets World in three seasons. Yeah. season two, three, and now four. Which I guess is fine, you know. we probably just could have done it quicker and simpler. Like, let's do this again, Frankie. Okay. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Like, Remember how well it worked out last time? Let's do it again. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Anyway. And the poetry thing never pays off. That's like, no. they're, they're, it's like, usually when you make a deal like this in a show, it also reflects something that's going on in Corey's life or right. Sean's life or the poetry pays off in any way, but instead it just becomes. We never like, even find just... out if you guys get better at your at poetry. No, that's what I mean. We, we sit, we're sitting with poetry books in like the other scene and the trailer and that's it. And never. Yeah. 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 I never. That's one thing I didn't understand is why Corey needed the remedial poetry help, because it starts with him passionately reading a poem and Turner going. That was good, Matthew. That was good. Yeah. Great. So yeah. it's like why I, that I didn't. Yeah. There's a lot that didn't make sense. But again, I wasn't in it. So I didn't care. As Let's much. just they're just going get to the wrestling. Get to the wrestling. <laughs> get to the right. Right. How quickly can we get to the wrestling? So then we have a new set alert. The Stakinos trailer. There are so many trophies and wrestling belts, pictures of Vader from Slam Magazine on the wall. Again, set decoration and the detail they go into to make it look and feel real is so great. Trophies and lava lamps. Oh, 
Mm, I didn't notice. So wow. it's like trophies in the seventy, like trophy room in the seventies, apparently, because it's, yeah, uh, yes, this this uh, set had three things in abundance: trophies, lava lamps, and boom mics, which uh, uh, popped in see quite that? often. I, this too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I only caught one, like up in the upper left corner. I think it's in the scene. It's the next trailer scene. Yeah, it was like so big. <laughs> That's so funny. We all noticed it. So Mr. Stacchino, a.k.a. Leon White, also known as Vader, barges into the trailer. He's home. Frankie's happy to see his dad and asks, may I show you my most recent addition to the Norton Anthology collection of modern poetry? We see the back of Frankie Sr.'s head, which is showing off a very unusual haircut. Did you guys notice his haircut? The Is it the... It looks like, like, bat, like on rams. The side? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like his, his hair yeah. over here that looked like a battering ram. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's like yeah. shaped like something. It's I just saw the style. It's shaped like something, oh, at least cool. on one side. It's cool. it's very cool. It's also very unusual. He's disappointed. You could have been somebody. You could have been a sumo. Me and your brother Herman were at the gym, and he's going to be a wrestler like his father. And then he does his famous Vader bark. Little Herman returns to Boy Meets World and proudly states, "I will carry on the Stakino wrestling tradition, although my barking must improve." And then he lets out the cutest, most unintimidating poodle-like woof woof. It's adorable. Frankie Sr. recognizes Corey from his son's poetry class. He's a bad influence. He threatens, I should crush you like garlic and put you in my spaghetti. Corey recalls that's what he said to Psycho Sid during a wrestling match before he powerbombed him through the mat. So and this, Corey's a wrestling Yes, exactly. And it's a real wrestling reference. And that had to have come directly from Mark Blutman. Oh, it is but an actual real it's wrestling. It's an actual real thing. And but so, does it make sense that Corey's into wrestling? Like, I, I mean, he's it. never talked about it before. It also just doesn't seem like Corey, does it? Right. Like Sean being into wrestling kind of makes sense. Like I think yeah. that, that like fits Sean's character. But like right. Corey? But I know. Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, it's weird. And why There's is There's a lot of different wrestling Corey... fans, so you never know. I mean, wrestling is one of those things where you meet like Danielle. If you met Danielle on the street, you would never think Danielle was a huge wrestling fan. Right. So that's it's true. I mean, that's kind of the thing that's can be fun about wrestling is you never know who all of a sudden you're like, Oh, Jake, the snake is that. I mean, it's like, Oh really? You're, you're a wrestling but What, fan? what so. I think is interesting about it is more that why isn't it something that Corey and Sean do together? Like I right. could see, I would totally buy the conceit that Corey and Sean on weekends or whatever, totally watch wrestling, wrestling and yeah, totally watch wrestling stuff and talk yeah. about it with each other. Yeah. And it's, it's like a comic book thing, something they share right. together or like a baseball. I could see it, but it is weird that they very much were like, I guess they have to because if you were also into it, Corey could go to the birthday party and you and could you help would Frankie go help. Yeah, and exactly. it has to set up the whole story. So you have to know yeah. nothing about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why it, that's why it doesn't sit right. Very convenient. Us. It's very convenient, very convenient all around. Uh, so Frankie Sr. lights up. Corey is a fan. He never misses a match. Frankie Sr. exclaims, I like this boy. Why can't you be this boy? He woofs his way past the boys with Herman following behind, yipping like a puppy. Frankie looks off into the distance and mutters, and yet I love you, father. Sean's eyes get wide. He realizes who Frankie loves that doesn't love him back. Corey says he's had the same realization. Sean blurts, Amy Lee Reynolds. <laughs> yep, so great. Joke. This is 
pretty much the only read I liked from me in this really? entire episode. Yes. Are you I'm kidding? so bad in this episode. Are but you this hitting yeah, the, the I'm so Flintstone low stuff is hysterical. It's so I did good. not like it. Oh, it's so it's funny. Hysterical. I thought it was so such a nope. missed opportunity. I, I felt like I was off. But this beat, I was loving. I was like, that's funny. This is very funny. <laughs> yeah, and the commitment that I brought to it. I was like, yeah, all right. Go, there it go is. little writer. But no, I thought the Flintstone scene was a disaster. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah. Oh, see, wow. I thought it was great. I, I was laughing too. out loud. I thought you were both awesome. I thought the writing was good. I thought the acting was good. Me I thought too. that was definitely a good scene. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk Fine. about it when we get to it. Okay. Corey tells Sean to get closer, and he flicks him in the head, pointing out the obvious. It's his father. And then we go to commercial break, and then we come back. We're in the school hallway. Corey is with Topanga reading a card aloud. Someone is turning sweet 16, and if you could be there, it would be keen. Topanga's embarrassed. My mom wrote that. It's silly. It's dumb. I'm sorry you have to read this. Oh, poetry does come back from. See, there you go. Uh, Rhymes. <laughs> Uh, Corey calmly responds, slow down, honey, separate your words. She tries again. Please come to my sweet 16. It doesn't mean a lot to me, but it means a lot to my mom. Corey asks, am I your boyfriend? She says yes. And in turn, he ensures that he will be there. Topanga kisses him. You're the best. Shortest scene in the history of Boy Mates World. What is happening with this scene? So well, we short. have to establish that it's, it's the party. I, I know. know, but it's kind and of And then get like- to wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just get to I, yeah. I think this is the weakness right here. You know, it's like if if this if they could have raised the stakes in some way that he does need to be at this part. Instead, it's just Topanga yeah. wants him there, but she yeah. kind of also doesn't care. It's it's it, it's just this. This is where I think the episode could have used a, a little punch up in the script. And when the scene ended, I was like, that that's it. There's no other yeah. conflict. There's any he just resolves it, but just says, I'll be there. He's all confident. I'm like, well, it's also what a little a little odd to me. Why did they have to make it that Topanga doesn't want to be honest about her sweet 16 making making like feeling important to her? It's part of what made me feel like there was no heart in it. Where Yeah. It's like, why didn't she just write from the beginning say, I know it's I know it's sappy and it's weird, but my parents danced like right from the beginning. Yeah, my parents with- were together at their sweet 16 and they danced. And by the way, I was actually thrilled because I don't remember. I don't remember much, but I do know that later Topanga has like a meltdown about her parents divorce. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this was planted in season mm-hmm. four, that her parents have been together since they were very young and that Topanga would somehow hold her parents' marriage up to mm-hmm. this idea that that's what her relationship is going to be. That then makes me already feel like, well, they laid a foundation for Topanga's meltdown in the future about her parents' divorce right, a yeah. long time ago. And it makes me wonder how much of it was taken from Danielle's real life, because as you guys know, my parents met at 15 yeah, and got cool. married at 21 and were married wow. for 20 years or 30 wow. years, 20 30, years, 30 yeah. years. And so um, I was like, you know, I wonder how much of that little Topanga aspect was something maybe they took from Danielle's real life. Hmm. Maybe it's possible. They we've already established that they're definitely doing that with, yeah. with other people. So are you going to keep referring to yourself in third person? I kind of like it. I like it. took it from Danielle's real life. Yes, I like it. Topanga and Danielle as a character. I wonder if Danielle. (laughs) Don't do it. Do you think think Topanga, one of the reasons Topanga's parents got divorced is because they woke up as completely different people? (laughs) I'm just just wondering. Only one at a time. It was first Jedediah (laughs) changed. Yeah, Jedediah changed. It's like I don't even know you anymore. I don't even know you. It's like I'm looking at a different person. You're played by a different actor. Uh, So, yeah, it's possible. No, it's also it's this is this is when I really noticed. I mean, obviously, I noticed the change and I knew I wasn't in the episode, but then I was like, oh, wait, 
like Bill wasn't in the episode either. I know. No Feeny. There's no, no parents. Parents. At all? There, Feeny's no, on no. this at all? None of us. None Feeny of us are wrestling. in the episode. Oh. And, and it's interesting to me <laughs> that they can have. That? Like, what does take up this whole episode? It's, it's just the wrestling. It's the wrestling. That's, that's that the thing. That just takes up actual yeah. time. That oh, is wow. actually the thing that bum, bums me out the most about this episode is that the entirety of time is um, lost in the time of running back and forth. Right. So much of the episode is wasted with we have to go right now and then see and then a lot of running and then showing up and being like, oh, I'm running. Out late. It's like, yeah. yeah, so we lost so many opportunities for a real story. Um, right. But there was a wrestling event. <laughs> um, we so as, to, as Topanga or Danielle walks away, Corey <laughs> slyly remarks, when I'm on my game, no one can touch me. Imagine if he didn't go to his girlfriend's sweet 16, like. Or just told her what was actually happening. Is she thinking it's okay for him not to come? Like, That's what, what I'm saying. Why is it? Why is she even presenting this like a, oh, would you come, 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 come to, to my, my party? Birthday. It should just I think be it's, party Saturday. I think our writers were just trying to, because if Tep if Topanga had walked in, well, Ryder thinks if Topanga <laughs> walked in uh, and said. We'll need you to stop. You, you, you need Ryder Danielle to do what? Danielle loves it. Danielle loves it. <laughs> Welcome to third person. <laughs> it's such a red flag to me. If somebody were like, if you ever watching a reality show and they refer to themselves in third person, you're like, oh, that person sucks. Is this oh. the first red flag of mine? I you've noticed? Oh, you have a ton of red flags. I, mean, you... I'm, I am nothing but a red, red Danielle, flag. Danielle, Danielle, Ryder red flag. Danielle is Will, nothing. Will thinks, but... Ryder, Will thinks Ryder and Danielle both have red flags. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I think our, our writers probably just didn't want to, they wanted to avoid Topanga being too one note, right? Like Topanga can't just be, all right, see you at my sweet 16. I hope, you know. Right. So to have, to, I, I think they were trying to add nuance and complexity. Um, it just isn't that great. And I don't know if it's worth it. Like it, it would have been, it would have been way better. I, you alluded to this earlier, Danielle. It, it would have been way better to just give her a really good reason. The yeah. 16 is, is important to her. Like her parents had a great one or mm -hmm. she had an awful 15th birthday and this is going to make up for it. You know, whatever right. it is, it's like, and all she's been waiting for is this moment. And it's, you know, that would have been enough. You just set it up with yeah. a real personal story and real stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they They've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year. And they can help you, too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there is sure to be an express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. So back at the Stakinos trailer, Frankie Jr. is trying his best to explain poetry to Sean and Corey while they sit in obvious boredom. Writer, you are pulling on your lip did you notice mm-hmm. this yes it's so funny <laughs> it's never mentioned what you're doing no. or it you're just literally tugging on your lower <laughs> lip i have Frankie, no idea if that's something i came up with i think with that's or, you that yeah, looks like a you thing that's a choice that's, that's a, choice. a choice that's a choice writer made <laughs> yeah frankie senior bursts through the door it's time it's time it's vader time this was his real wrestling catchphrase in case you didn't know mm-hmm. i got my rematch with jake the snake and the chumps going down woof Frankie Jr. hardly bats an eye and continues with his lecture. See what the poet sees, feel what the poet feels. Corey butts in, telling Frankie he should do that with his father. And that's where you see the boom mic very clearly yep. in this next I mean, shot. The entire it's, corner it's, of the it's a character in the scene, for God's sake. I know, it's so funny. <laughs> My father is not a poet. He is a profes- professional wrestler, villain category with the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, I love that they actually get to use all the real WWF stuff and it doesn't have to just be like generic. They get to say that. Um, Because you know the stuff in the wrestling world. If you're a a decent, well-known wrestler like Vader was at the time because he's playing Mm -hmm. himself, did they make a good living? Um, yeah, I think they've always been pretty well played. Yeah, they've been yeah, well paid. Yeah, but your they- body gets wrecked. Oh, you're oh no, right. I know, but I mean, <laughs> but yes. they still have him it? in the trailer park. I mean, that's the, that's that's supposed to be a trailer. Have you seen the wrestler? Yeah, uh, yeah I have. Movie. But 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 he's, he's not in a trailer. I think in that, like, it's but not, he's not supposed to be uh, in the WWF and like one of their key stars, right? And you're Va- right, wasn't that it Vader one of their key stars? Hmm. Yeah, they yeah. 
yeah, you're right that it doesn't actually track that if he is as big of a as big of a character as he really was in the WWF, he would well, not need to be living Frankie's in a trailer. Where's Frankie's mom? Right. She took him. She took him for all she his work. The, she, she took the house. She, took the, she drove the away with the she actual took the main house. house, and he <laughs> had to take the actual well, trailer. And we know and that what... the best types of women are men, and so she was probably right. one of the other types: a nag or yeah, a hot bikini a re- wearing a... one, <laughs> or someone who's a fast happens. girl in leather. Fast girl, girl in leather, or and she a mom who, d- who abandons her family. Abandons right. her entire family. Okay, I was just wondering about that because I didn't know if this was one of those things where it's like, no, even some of the top wrestlers don't make that big, make that much money, which which happens in a lot of places where you you think yeah. somebody makes a ton of money and then you find out what they actually make and it's like, oh wow, you don't. You, you really I would say I mean, I that they don't make as much money as they probably deserve, considering yes. they ruined their yeah. they ruined their, their body, body. and yeah. their you know the CTE yeah. stuff is oh, is very yeah. very real. But like if you think of like Hulk Hogan, like Hulk Hogan yeah. was very wealthy. Yeah, so, I, but right. I think that's like case, that's the exception that proves the rule. Though, right? It's the like it's like a lot of yeah. It's like if you right. make it to the top 10 of wrestlers you're fine but otherwise you're struggling in a sea of like wrestlers to stand out and i think it's actually pretty rough i mean i think it's it's like you people people commit to it and don't make as much money because they believe in the the sport and the entertainment you know it's like actors it's like how many out of work act like your average actor like you know the sag statistics of like how many people within sag make more than twenty thousand dollars a year it's like oh yeah 10 percent or something oh i don't think it's 10 i think it's like one or two Really? Over yeah, 20,000? I thought really like a low. living wage within SAG, like 20 to, <laughs> living, like, I don't know. I, I just know that like most people who call themselves actors don't make a living by no, being right. just an actor. No, they can't. Gotta, and, and it's the same. I, yeah, and, but sure. they do it because they love it, right? They also, love the industry. They love. Very similarly to actors, there are a lot of ups and downs. You may have right. a great year yeah, where you're right. a huge star and you're getting paid very well, but right. then the next person comes in or there's a storyline yeah. change. Or you're change injured and, or something. And you're, exactly. Mean, and so, so. It, it, you could have a great year, but it doesn't mean you're going to be set for life. So. Right. so Vader has not had a good year. No, he's okay. not had maybe, a good year. Maybe we not know a good that. two years. No, because yeah. Leon, he he would tell us when he was there, he was broken by the time he was. On oh board. yeah, I mean he was the stuff he was doing in the ring was incredible because he would sit there and tell us, my shoulders are gone, my knees are gone, mm-hmm. my back is gone. I mean he was yeah. busted by that. Point. I mean Mick yeah. Foley, has, oh, you know Mick, Mick Foley too. Yeah. So Sean instructs Frankie to talk to his father about what he loves. Frankie asks, "You mean my brother Herman?" And my heart broke a little bit. Mm to hear him say that Sean was actually talking about wrestling and Corey says he'll help by coaching Frankie jr. For a first attempt at connecting with his father. So he encourages Frankie to point out that his dad is setting up the Vader bomb, his signature finisher too slowly. And so as Vader is leaving the trailer, Frankie tells him he has a wrestling notion. His dad says, bring it on. And he parrots Corey. The Vader bomb would be best achieved if, and he quickly leans into Corey asking what the answer is quicker. His dad ponders this, admitting he knew something was wrong with the bomb. You keep those tips coming. I want to see you ringside at the fight. He squeezes his son's cheek, telling him he's a good boy. He's already got the love. He did That's the thing. It. He did it. <laughs> Episode over. Over. We're done. That's exactly what I thought. There it was. I thought for sure he was going to say, you, you're going to tell me how I, I thought he was going to respond like. Or just make it a little more challenging. Like, okay, I'll see uh, if I, that works. Maybe. But I don't know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I so thought the weird. exact same thing. I was like, well, there. Episode result. Well, there. Well, well there. there. He loves and Topanga Sweet 16. Just, right. just write a or few just, more of those down on a piece gonna of paper. I was going to say, write some them. notes, hand them to Frankie, and then go to the Sweet 16. And then go. You're fine. Jeez. So a happy Frankie Jr. asks if he can hug Corey and Sean, and then they all go in for a group hug. 
I do really like this trio of friends. Yeah, I do and too. I, I wish that there was a way that Frankie could have been more involved in their friendship without it always needing to be a setup of, well, let's only do this because we're both going to benefit from it. I right. just like there being more of a, we're friendship. friends. Yeah. Gosh, that's really interesting. You're right. They, you it, know? it is always a, a tit for tat with their relationship. Yeah. yeah like, mean, all right, I, Frankie. Well, in a weird way, Frankie is just, because even the way it, it did get to me, I, you know, we've talked about how like he's, he's like this literal speaker, you know, like he says everything literally and, and poetically and describe. Yeah. And I felt it too much in this episode. Like mm-hmm. he's living in his own universe, like as a character with his own language and his own, yeah. and it's, I, I think they just went a little too far. Like if they had relaxed that a little bit, let him be more of a human being. Cause like it wouldn't work. Right. I love this too. Like when we hug, I was like, Oh, I know. But I kind of, I think like we couldn't just be in the cafeteria hanging out with, with Frankie because of the way he's You're written. Right. You're right. The, writing, the, yeah. the actual dialogue itself is like so stylized. He's such a, he's such a character, I guess is the point. Yeah. Like he's yes. just, he's cranked up to 10 Yeah, and yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because it's one of the things we mention sometimes in our Q and A's. Um, it's one of the reasons I think Topanga had to change as a character too. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of that it first season, Topanga, yeah, right. her channeling and doing voices right. and on her head right. doing yoga, an she's outsider. on a bit of an island. Yeah, yes. and and you try yeah. to then bring that character in to mainstream day to day, and they're always going to have that one note. It's going to be yeah. hard yeah. to so. It is There's some, a difference it, between character and caricature. Right. And right, that's what right. that's what those were, well put, is, is well they put. were kind of, you know, caricatures yeah. of people. And I think maybe that's a problem with this episode in general, is that Frankie's too much of a caricature. Like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. if he was more allowed to be more of a character, yeah. I mean, I, he does that scene when he's dancing and smiling in the hallway coming up. I just... I know. Then we're in the school hallway... Moment we talked about, Frankie sashays up to Corey and Sean, adding a little dance move at the end. He's got a spring in his step, and it's all thanks to the two of them. He's starting to win the love of his father. Even though they only talk about wrestling, at least they're talking. Again, sad commentary on parenting. I love his dancing. Like his, It's like, so cute. Oh, the little so stroll over. It was so nice to see... Ethan be able to like have some yeah. personality because this like monotone again mm-hmm. the caricature thing is actually a little oppressive you know this yeah. is yeah. nice beat it's different. and they double down with his little brother talking exactly the same I way know. but Leon doesn't speak like that at all so you nope. wonder where they both mom learned that cadence must have been the fast I mom am leaving who abandoned you them. and taking the big in a bikini like, yeah in the b- <laughs> fast mom in a bikini <laughs> uh, bikini and a leather jacket. Uh, Frankie says he'll see Corey and Sean tomorrow night and Corey agrees. Sean tells Corey, you don't have tomorrow night. Uh Uh-oh. Corey frantically rushes over to Frankie. What's tomorrow night exactly? Frankie states, the most important night of my life. See you then. Sean butts in. What is, what is it specifically? Frankie explains, it's his father's fight against Jake the Snake. The winner is in line for a shot at the belt against Sean Michaels at Madison Square Garden. There's Blutman's knowledge again. Frankie Sr. wants his son ringside for tips, and so he needs someone like Corey to be feeding him those tips. Corey explains that Frankie just needs someone like him, not exactly him, because see, it's Topanga's birthday party, which means nothing at all to her, except everything in the world if you listen closely. He can't make it to the fight. Frankie looks to Sean, who admits he knows very little about wrestling, except when he's playing Twister with the McCluskey triplets. The McCluskey triplets. Ew. DTF, 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 DTF. <laughs> on in the triplets. <laughs> um, I will bet you that one of the 
uh, caveats for doing this wrestling show was it had to stay on message for the WWF. So I'll right. bet it really was a title shot against Shawn Michaels for whoever yeah. won this fight because right. they had to, it, they didn't make up this, this wrestling right. match for Boy Meets World. Right. So we wrote ourselves into their storyline yes. as opposed to the other way around. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there really was a match between Vader and Shawn yeah, Michaels. Because it right was a real this. match. Yeah. yeah. I remember it, that. Yeah. You're that was right. Like the caveat of the whole thing. Yeah. So Frankie cool. sulks, reciting a glum poem that states he's alone without a father. Corey finally gives in. He'll be at the fight. Frankie says he knows. You want to know why I know? And Corey guesses, because I want everyone to love me. Frankie responds, I've noticed that. I know, I do too. <laughs> I love that we realize that he's a people pleaser. Yep. yep. Frankie responds, I've noticed that. But I was going to say it's because you have a good heart. As Frankie walks away, Sean states the obvious. Topanga is going to kill you. Corey thinks he's underestimating Topanga, but Sean doubles down. She wants you at that party. Women aren't forgiving about this kind of thing. True. Hmm. Sean says, Yeah, but if you bet. find a guy with boobs, the Ooh. best kind of women. <laughs> best kind of girl. <laughs> Sean says he'll bet a buck that she flips out. Corey confidently states, It's your money, Leroy, and walks over to Topanga, who's wearing an adorable sweater, one I loved so much. I had wardrobe buy a second one for me, and I wore it in my personal closet. And he casually tells her, There might be a slight chance I won't be able to come. Topanga immediately cuts him off and freaks out. I'll just die. I know I said it's not important, but it means everything. I only turned 16 once. You have to be there. We have to dance at the party together. My parents dance together at her sweet 16, and so we have to, too. There we go. There it is. I guess, yeah. There's, there's the important. That's the whole stakes right there. But see, I Corey, guess, and I guess they need the stakes because you're now been in a relationship so long, and they've done it so many different times that I was yeah. really waiting for Corey to be like, All right, look. I will be there to dance with you, but I'm going to have to pop in and out because, yeah. but it, it, obviously it destroys the entire episode, but you, I was waiting for that where it's like, yeah. just tell her. But tell also, her. do we, do, but do we need this much setup? Like we could have just had her saying, sweet 16, be there. It's really important to me two scenes ago. And right. then, and, and then the, the end page. of this scene is yeah. how are we going to do it? But instead it's like, we add all this extra mileage to like, yes. yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's just a bummer. Yeah, I think we could so have gotten, the, the, it, we know that the whole point is get to the wrestling, get to the wrestling. And it feels like they took too long to get to it. Just get <laughs> yeah. to it. Just get to it. That's get what this whole episode is about. We could have had more of it uh, if we had just gotten there a little bit faster. So Corey stares at her. Am I your boyfriend? She says yes. And he states, then I'll be there. She smiles and says she knows. Want to know why? Corey's heard this before. Because I have a good heart. She admits, I was going to say because you want everyone to love you. But yeah, because you have a good heart. She kisses Corey, and he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a dollar bill, handing it to Sean, who's behind him. And then we're at the Matthews house. Corey stomps in with Sean. Finally at the house. I know. I was like, where is everybody? Oh, we're all gone. We're at the wilderness store. It's a big sale. That's true. (laughs) Corey wants to know why these things always happen to him, and Sean explains these things happen to good guys. Corey adds, I better be real good to be in two places at once. Sean assures him it will be done. He reaches into his backpack and pulls out a VHS tape, explaining the need to be at two places at once dates back thousands of years. VHS, baby. I love Mm. it. Corey asks, what's this? An instructional Deepak Chopra, Venus and Mars, buy real estate, no money down, ab reducer, juice tiger kind of thing, which is every infomercial (laughs) of the 90s. And Sean corrects him. It's the Flintstones. Sean does a little synopsis of the episode with a pointer while the cartoon plays. Fred has to be at Pebble's birthday party and the big bash at the Water Buffalo Lodge on the same night. Corey remembers being very nervous during this episode. Sean agrees. It was quite the dilemma for their prehistoric friend. Sean points to Fred Flintstone. Nice guy, big feet, just like you. Corey points out. Yeah, so cute. Corey points out Fred has a good best friend, too. Sean nods. Yep, he is Barney. 
Sean and this scene worked for you guys? I loved, I loved it. it. I thought it was phenomenal. Oh, it's my favorite I'd, scene in the whole show. Agreed, 100%. I think, I, think 100%. This is, I think this is the best written scene by far. Like, this is the scene that makes the episode, right? It's like, this is, I could just, you know, our writers loved this. And like, once you come up with something like this, it's great. It's just the staging. You can't, we're pointing to an episode know, we can't hard. see. Well, and we're you using can't a pointer on a television the size of like, you know, my butt. It's like so lame. <laughs> it's just like, like it's a reference. Like I wanted it to be, do you remember the, Corey's alternative friends when Ben and I with the pointers. Yes. Do, 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 do. I know. You want it to be like, look at this. I know. And now look at this. But you can't show Flintstones because we don't have the rights. Right. So we're talking about something we can't see. We're sitting down the whole time. So we're just like sucking all the energy. It it's would have been a, funny if Sean had had drawings and, yes. and it, like on a big thing. Diagrams. And he, anything. Diagra- yeah. And so we're watching little... the episode, but I have maps laid out and I'm doing big. But right. we need the energy up. It's so just dead. I just oh, feel I like everything that. Died. I we, thought like, I would rather back. have had the rest of the episode this energy than uh, bring this up to eleven like the wrestling. Because no, this yeah. was Corey and Sean back and forth, pitter patter, big feet, just like you. He had a best friend that he did, and I'm here for blah blah blah. I, I think I the writing it. is. I, I think the great. writing is top notch. I think I am horrible in this. Oh, I, I disagree. Just, you guys just noticed me not being able to get a pointer out of my pocket? Yes, yeah. that I saw where you're like, jeez, like, find <laughs> another take, guys. I'm like, it's like so distracting. The best it's like all of our energy, all of our focus, like the entire, all of America is watching Ryder Strong struggle with the pointer in his pocket. It's like, Jesus. That is not a you get another folks. take. Why was that okay? I know. I Yeah, I did. I did notice that. Of course. All right, that, that part sucks. <laughs> Sean goes frame by frame, showing Corey exactly what he needs to do. A simple costume change, and Fred was able to fool everyone. Sean has calculated the distances between both places, and the Flintstone scenario is totally doable in Corey's case. Corey assumes Sean has a fallback plan, and Sean admits Johnny Quest, but then you would need Haji and a hovercraft. Great line, perfectly delivered. Great line. So perfectly great. Delivered. And well delivered. Yeah. Yes, yes, Ryder, perfectly what's your problem? De- just- Fast mm. and you know, yeah, I'm like swallowing. I don't know. I just didn't have energy this episode. It, 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 I, you know, I've talked about this. It's a vocal energy thing. Like I just have a tendency to swallow things or to play things down, mm. and I, I I felt it in this. I was mm. like, oh, hit the jokes. Hit maybe them. you maybe you wasted all your energy getting that pointer out of your pocket. That could have mm-hmm. been it. So Sean you had pointer emphasized- fatigue. <laughs> Sean emphasizes that Fred never spent more than 75 seconds at either location. So they'll need to time everything out. Corey points too, out. Pointer fatigue. <laughs> happens to everybody. Happens to everyone. Age, happens again, to you hit an age, yeah. there's pointer you're fatigue. The only pointer fatigue is what are you going to say? No matter how much you reach in your pocket and play around, there's pointer <laughs> fatigue. There's just pointer fatigue. <laughs> Corey points out that in a cartoon, time is compressed. Sean, with a slight meta pause, assures Corey it's the same thing. Corey explains, a television show can cover many days in only one half-hour program. Sean reiterates, doubling down with an unseen wink. Trust me, it's the same thing. It's great. 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 <laughs> uh, I Corey, think somewhere in here we missed a, a huh. Dude, yeah, it was the he first does. one. Give a good For huh. Sure. Perfect. Huh. Huh. He does. He does a great Corey huh. Add that to the little ticker yeah. counter. Yep. Whatever we're out there. Very meta. I love all of it. Mm-hmm. Sean reveals how Fred got caught trying to be two places at once. He was accidentally wearing his water buffalo helmet to Pebble's birthday party, and his wife then hit him on the head with a frying pan. Corey states, we can't let that happen, Barney. They shake hands. I'm here for you, Fred. Cute. Love the little scene. Great. Mm. Uh, I know you didn't like it. And Mm -hmm. and to be fair, writer, Jensen didn't love it either. Thanks, Jensen. (laughs) So you've got a partner there. Because you feel the potential for it to be brilliant, and it's the writing, it's all it's 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 all in the uh, the actual execution. I think the writing's yeah. fine. Yeah. 
So the wrestling match, this is the Kia Forum. Then it was the Great Western Forum in LA. Is flipping between really? WWF. Yes. I thought we were at the Mighty Ducks arena. No, that was definitely the Forum. Yep, that's the Forum. Yeah. Huh. Um, all, all my life, I thought I was at the Mighty Ducks At least Ducks the outside arena. is Yeah, the maybe forum. you shot it inside so and then you shot it at the Mighty Ducks. Uh, okay, yeah. then they probably, they just used the static footage they of the, the LA Forum. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. You want to know why? Right. It's because that shot of the Forum, there's no writing of any kind, whereas right. it, the Anaheim Stadium probably has ducks and stuff all yeah. over it. So <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah, but Disney had bought the Mighty Ducks, so that's why we were yeah. there. Like we, right. They, so Jake the Snake Roberts is in the ring as the announcer Brother Love, a red-faced reverend character played by WWF writer and producer Bruce Pritchard. He yells into the mic, he is the best, he is Vader. Vader enters the arena in a cloud of fog wearing a singlet that says Vader time. Okay, now did the audio strike you guys as just so weird? Well, it's know. it's echoey, but it's also... It sounds like you, you either dubbed a bunch of stuff or because it's so loud in there. Mm-hmm. That they yeah. might have had you ADR some stuff, or they might have taken voice, a track and his announcer it up. voice is super low. Yeah, I thought the whole thing like, from here on. I was like, "What is going on?" And, and like, I just felt like it's the audio in. issues. It's yeah. actual footage from WWF, right? Yeah. So Which I guess if you different. watch WWF, that yeah. audio makes sense. But like when he throws the chair into the ring and yeah. you don't hear it, right. I was like, "What is going on?" Exactly, what and that's because to... that's real footage. Yeah, right. And that now, is so weird. Was the <laughs> totally was the announcer? Could you hear the announcer when you were there? I have no recollection. No, okay, because I'm wondering, was the announcer? You cannot write. Well, okay, because I was, was wondering if dumb? the announcer is actually saying "Boy Meets World" things, or if he no. recorded that later. He could have been, but it's only for the broadcast. It's what's on. It's what's on TV. So you don't hear it live. No, right. live. Right. Okay. You don't hear what that guy is saying. He's speaking right. into a mic that goes to the TV okay. broadcast. Yeah. Because I, I was mean, wondering I, if he's announcing like, and that's his son, and he's here with his son's friend. Like, people actually heard that, or if that was actually part of the the WWF it was actual chaos. It was just Ugh. pure chaos. No one knew what was happening. No one knew what was going on. We couldn't hear each other. We couldn't yeah. hear our crew. It right. was Michael Shea was like having a heart attack. It was. Awful. It was. Uh, I could tell that it was chaos, and that you guys didn't know what to do. And do you know how I? Did you know? And maybe mm-hmm. you guys, we all have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I know? You guys had no idea what was going on. Uh, the moment when Ben and I get into the ring, and we like. Is that what we do? <laughs> yeah, so Ben just, does. Ben, ben does it. Yeah, ben we had no dancing. idea why we were there. And he, yeah. and you know, he's literally just going. Don't know what I'm doing. I got to walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. I, got I do the same thing. I go like, yeah, I do yeah. this weird like, and it's so obvious that the two of us are panicking and thrown yeah. in front of thousands and thousands of people. Oh. And we're like, are we supposed to just be here in the ring? What's happening? Ben's dance oh. is for me the dead giveaway. I was By like, the they way, have if no you had clue ever what's told going me on. That I was in. Okay. I obviously I remembered being in a Jake, the, there was a snake, yeah, a python. I a can't python? believe I saw that too. I was like, wait, he's, he's in the ring with Jake I didn't the snake, remember and the snake I is meeting Jake the snake. Guys? I didn't. Oh I, I've heard of Jake the snake in 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 reality somewhere, yeah. but I didn't know I met the guy. Yeah. I met the snake. You fully probably. met him. You almost wrestled him. Also, the snake was already out, and then later uh-huh. in the episode, we talk about, oh, the snake's coming out. Is the that snake normal? comes back out? Yeah, it comes back. Oh yeah. When oh, you're yeah. gonna when he's what gonna win, the snake is just always there. The snake on us right in the beginning. It's like that's. But that's he 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 starts the match with it. They put it away, and then yeah. he's going to beat the guy. Then he brings the snake back out, I think, and lays it on the dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jake the snake. Weird. Jake the snake. 
Okay. Brother Love also points out that he's accompanied by Corey, Sean, and Frankie Jr., who are acting as his special advisors for this matchup, because if Vader is victorious, it puts him in line for a title shot. Vader throws a chair at the ring, barely missing the ref, Earl Making Hebner. no sound. Oh, yeah, I know. that. Bo- yeah. Couldn't get over it. Sound issues made, just ruined the rest of the episode for me. It's like, what? <laughs> no, no. I don't <laughs> really? I guess if you're used to wrestling, you're used to, like, this sound universe but the transition from regular boy meets world sound to this was just so jarring i couldn't get over it it's like what is happening yeah i mean the back and forth between the real footage and the Mm -hmm. yeah and the cameras are also different so it has a different Mm -hmm. even different look different sound um can't get over it so uh the announcer continues he is here to impress his son frankie he has something to prove tonight Frankie, Sean, and Corey all enter the wrestling ring, basking in the jeers from real fans. Those are all, none of those are background actors. Hated us. Although they try and give us five. Like when Ben and I are running back, they're like holding their hands out to get high fives from us. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, because they'll do that even if if they They, don't love you. They hate you. you. Oh, yeah. So uh, Jake grabs a real python from his bag and walks toward the boys with it. They're fearful, leaving the ring and allowing Vader to enter. The fight begins. As they grapple, Sean points to his watch to Corey. It's time to leave. Frankie asks where they're going, going, and Corey stutters. They forgot to buy programs. Sean emphasizes, you can't tell the players apart without a program. Frankie looks into the ring and points at each wrestler. My father? Not my father. How hard can this be? And so every, no laugh. No, no laugh track. That's like, right. The audio is so jarring to me. Yeah. Um, but so all of the scenes with dialogue next to the ring, we had to shoot yes. ahead of time. And that's why you never see any of the audience. The crowd, exactly. You can always, you know, it's like a super, yeah, it's a bummer. (laughs) So, by the way, 75 seconds. Anyone who's ever been to the forum, unless Topanga's birthday party is at the forum club, which is the- Not even, if you'd have to be in row G- (laughs) <laughs> to, to have the party there to me. You're not even going to make the forum club in 75 seconds. I, mean, I my can God. make the forum club in 75 cents, seconds. I can. I have Guys, done it before. it's a TV show. They have Relax. great cake. They have Relax. great cake in the forum club. Have fun. <laughs> if there's cake, I can get there in 75 seconds. Okay, writer. We'll relax and have fun. I'm the only one time. who relaxed and had fun. You guys are, we, my God. Corey and Sean are running in a car with no wheels. We have to run. Right, like, like the <laughs> That would have been a great thing if we had just like showed up in like a rock little, tires. Like, yes. If we had like pulled up and ran and holding a car around us, that would have oh, been great. Your feet, your feet smoking. Yeah. And then we exactly. always, we always do the sound in That's between each scene. If we had just been done the sound and then and we then came running in and our feet, feet were smoking. That was, oh my God. Where were you? If that was, been, oh, that's so funny. Where were you, you, you had been there that, that week. See maybe what you we missed not having Will around. Yes. So uh, then we're at Topanga Suite 16. It appears to be a cute little event space, and there's lots of people there. Corey and Sean rush in, barely getting their suit jackets on in time. He walks up to Topanga, who's in a bright red dress. There you are. I've been looking for you everywhere. I've been here for 20 minutes. I couldn't find you because of the size of this turnout. He says he's running his mouth for too long, keeping her from mingling with the rest of her interesting guests. He pushes her to do a lap while Sean hides behind a tree. He's already hit his 75 seconds. Topanga mentions- Sean hiding? I know. Why isn't Sean just there? Just, just he was, the but party. that was the, that was the thing that was really interesting is they never even allude to the fact that Sean was invited to the party. <laughs> no, right. no, never you even know, like. There's no obligation for him to nothing, be there. Nothing. I will say for for as much of this episode is like, oh, it's Topanga Sweet Sixteen. It is so not at all about Topanga. There's not. It's no. like I have a very 
small part in it. It's not, it doesn't feel, right. I don't know. It, but the easy again, solution is Sean wrestling. stays at the party. <laughs> He has no, Sean has no need to be at the wrestling. So Sean stays at the party. with Topanga. Hangs out with Topanga, distracts her the whole night. Keeps, you know, and then, yeah. Or Sean goes to the wrestling match with a walkie-talkie. I was thinking the same thing with the walkie-talkie. Come on. Mm, Come on, you could do, you have the thing, and then you do the thing. I would say cell phone, but they didn't exist. No, you do the thing where you're getting the wrong, you know, you're hearing the wrong thing, so you're saying the wrong thing. Pager codes to to tell a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's a, also, I think they missed a good opportunity to have Feeny at the Sweet 16 watching all this stuff happen. Because Topanga would totally have invited Feeny to her Sweet 16 party. even better. Topanga is a huge Vader Rhett. fan, and he's in the audience with a Vader mask on. Oh, God. Just Feeny there. Wouldn't that have been great? After a salad he's, date. You know, we know that the that Vader, Leslie, is part of the PTA meetings. Yeah, right. So they could have known, they could know each other very well. He could have been there. I, I, we, I, yeah, they gave every, they paid everybody and gave everybody a week off. And they could have had some, some people. Topanga mentions the dance that the two of them will have tonight, and, and though Corey agrees about the importance of it, he has Sean whisper yelling at him to yell, to wrap it up. Corey starts to run away, and Topanga asks where he's going. Corey lies, your Aunt Ruthie, she's over there, and for how long, no one knows. He walks her over to Ruthie. In fact, no one knows how long any of us will be there. He runs over to Sean. That was crazy. Corey responds, I don't even know what I said. Sean pulls out their shirts and masks for the wrestling match, and they sprint and, out and the door. And here's how I know I'm old, is because I was like, Aunt Ruthie's not that old. I know. No. I thought the same like, thing. Corey's making Aunt this Ruthie's joke like about Aunt Ruthie. I'm like, she's just, just like my age. <laughs> just maybe in her early 50s. Calm down, dude. <laughs> and then we're back at the wrestling match. Jake the Snake is throwing some punches at Vader, knocking him onto the mat. Corey and Sean make it back to Frankie. Where have you been, Frankie asks. Corey starts to talk about Frankie's Aunt Ruthie before getting cut off by Sean. He's talking about the other place. Either way, Frankie needs some tips from Corey. Vader is struggling. Corey advises to look out for the DDT, and Frankie passes along the info. This allows his dad to successfully avoid a big attack. And then Sean taps his watch. 75. They need to leave. Frankie again asks where they're going, and Corey can't think of a lie in time, telling Frankie the end before running off. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they 
they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area, so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year. And they can help you, too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there is sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. All right, now back at Topanga Sweet 16. Corey and Sean Bolton side still wearing their wrestling masks. Corey's getting cocky, bragging about how easy this is. Sean is very clearly looking at Corey, who is still wearing his wrestling mask, but he completely disregards it at first. And then at the last, last second, he says, your mask. Phew. Corey walks over to Topanga again. That's saying, a classic writer. Could have I could have played that joke better. Really? Like, yes. I'm like, Why? I don't know. I was like, because I was waiting for the like, does, you know, you, of course you're watching right. it going, what, are you going to notice the mask? Are you going to notice? And like, I just barrel through it. I'm just like, take off the mask. I'm like, what the, that's a joke. I don't know. I was like, come on, that's funny. Play it, writer. <laughs> Time machine, getting our moments back. I was, yeah. <clears throat> Corey walks over to Topanga again saying, where have you been? I've been back and forth across this room about 20 times looking for you. Topanga worriedly points out that he's out of breath. And Corey explains he can breathe easy now that he's found her. Topanga apologizes and Corey says, accepted, see you later. He tries to run off, but Topanga stops him. Where are you going? Corey says, nowhere. There's still the matter of that special dance that's so important to you, me, us. Topanga smiles. She's happy to hear this means something to Corey, too. She walks off to go tell the DJ, who appears to be named Larry by the his sign in music front of his- music by Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clever little name. Wedding. Yep, now, music does, by Larry. Ben has a line. I wrote this note, and I'm trying to- Ben has this line where he says, Puh? What, do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. No. Nah. <laughs> it was like one of the most- ra- I was like, is this a reference to something? Oh, I wish I could pull up the episode. All right, well- we Where does he say puh? In this scene, I don't know. I wrote down puh question mark because I think he's like trying to distract you or something. He just says like puh. I I don't know what it is, but I was like, what is this a reference to? Oh. All right. Well, if you guys Mm. didn't notice it, then you don't have it in your notes. I don't. So Sean, while she's gone, Sean sees his chance. He points to Vader's wrestling match on a nearby TV. Jake is taking the snake out of the bag, which means Vader is history. Corey frantically agrees. They can get there and back, but if they're not at the Sweet 16 before the slow song starts, Corey's history. The boys run out just as Topanga walks from the DJ booth and the slow dance song starts. She searches for Corey as all the other guests couple up and start to dance. And they all look at her in absolute disgust. And one of the background <laughs> actors says, oh, my God. Really? 
dude, you look, it's like you look so sad and dejected huh? Huh? just by yourself holding your own <laughs> hands, hands at your party. Is like, this a real song or did we write this song? I have no idea. It's a weird take on a happy <laughs> birthday song. Yeah. Happy birthday, you're 16. <laughs> You're wearing red and he and then left I look, you. I look down and oh, literally God. the background actor that's right over my right goes, shoulder, oh my camera God. left side, it goes, oh my God. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, that's a that's an interesting shot. Just Topanga by herself, just uh, abject horror. Like, oh, and, man. Uh, by the way, these are all supposedly friends of mine. And everyone's yeah, just like, like, what a yeah, loser. Yeah, Way to go, loser. <laughs> Looks like you somebody's also, turning 16 alone. Uh, you also spent quite a bit of money on the party, if you noticed. You got the gold shafari chairs. Oh, she oh, yeah. go with the folding chairs. Oh, no. And you went for Larry. Everybody does Mike if they go cheap. So that was impressive. <laughs> and you got a TV that's playing the wrestling match. It's, I mean, it was a big deal. Notch. It was a short party, but a big deal. And you, and you commissioned your own Sweet 16 song, apparently. Here's a Bob Dylan's version. It's the... <laughs> So we return to the wrestling match. Corey and Sean run up to a now disgruntled Frankie. Corey's Corey's tips aren't working. Vader is going to lose the match. Corey assures him the match will turn around any second. Vader is pushed out of the ring, over the top rope, landing on the floor near the boys. Frankie rushes up, asking if he's okay. Vader breathlessly tells his son, I've got nothing, boy. This is where the beaten up fighter looks in the crowd at the one person who can give him the inspiration to go on. He asks Frankie what he's got, and Frankie turns to Corey with the same question. Corey admits he's all out of ideas. Frankie turns back to his father and admits he has no tips about pile drivers or scoop slams. All he has is the love of a son for his father. Frankie assures his dad that no matter the outcome of this match, Vader will always be a champion in his heart. Vader asks Poetry if it would, be, would have been nice. Right? Would have been nice here. Yep. Vader asks if it would be okay if he won, and Frankie admits my friends did come all this way. Vader gets up and yells to his opponent, this one's for my son. He gets back into the ring and destroys Jake the Snake, finishing him off with a Vader bomb, which is a backwards belly flop off the ropes to win the match. Pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah he was hugely Jeez. athletic. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing. God. So Frankie, Corey, and Sean rush into the ring, cheering for Vader and giving him a huge group hug. They all cheer in excitement, and Corey admits, this is like the greatest moment of my life. Sean looks at his watch and breaks the news. No, it's not. They run out of the ring, hoping to make it back to Topanga's party in time. But we're back at Topanga Suite 16, now that's, Corey. If I remember, that's the moment that we did have to actually say those lines in front of the audience. Like, oh, we had to right. cheer the ring and then be in the ring to say, no, we it's gotta not. We got to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. And we had to do it twice, and that was Jeez. awful. And it was mm. and it was awful. Ben and I ran to the locker rooms like exiting, mm. and then we get there, and Michael Shea is screaming at us, "Get back out there! Get Go back!" back. There. Because oh. we because the 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 match had ended, and we had already done the scene, but they needed another take because they hadn't oh, gotten oh. the right uh-huh. angle or something. So we had to keep going. But they, there was a real wrestling show going on, so the audience was oh. waiting for whatever oh, whoever was next up because there was multiple oh. wrestlers. So they had to keep the cheering going as if the wrestling match had just ended. We ran back, got back into the ring reenacted what we had just done to say these lines again it was uh, awful and Ben and I were terrified <laughs> oh it's the worst that's pretty funny yeah. so Corey runs back in to find Topanga sitting alone with no one left at the party she nonchalantly asks how's the fight going Corey asks how she knew and she points to the TV that's currently showing the replay of the three boys in the ring with Vader pumping their arms in victory Corey tries replay. making an excuse replay, replay. Yeah, I know did you see that? just to make sense of the yep and it's not live but this but the sick so your party is in full swing. Yeah, 75 seconds ago. And then it's and then it's empty. Everybody's yeah. left by this point. Well, and when you do a replay, you play replay of the people cheering. 
Right. Yeah. yeah of the, match. That's what you replay like, in a match. 75 seconds ago. Uh-huh. Right. So Corey tries making an excuse, but Topanga yells over to the tree. Hi, Sean. He sheepishly responds behind the tree. I had a very nice time. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> very <laughs> funny. Good, good joke. Topanga very asks funny. Corey, how could you do this to me? You knew how important this was. Corey says he's sorry. He ruined her party and she'll never forgive him. I guess this is where I get hit on the head with the frying pan. Topanga asks what he's talking about. And Sean mentions the Flintstones and she knows the episode they're talking about immediately, prompting Corey to say, and you wonder why I love this girl. I love that. That's a real thing to me because Sue and I do that all the time where she'll say one thing and I'll be like, and I just fell in love with you. Like, you know, she'll make a Star yeah. Wars reference or something. It's like, boom, there you go. All, there all, you I go. fell in love with you again. Well, we all know the best woman is a woman who's into man things. Hell yes. <laughs> That's exactly Star Wars is not man like, things. This is You're watching it wrong. It's just such a cheat. <laughs> it's so like, you like the things I like. Therefore, therefore I love you. Therefore, I love you. What? You don't want to you don't want to be with somebody who shares your interests? That's no. ridiculous. Of course. Uh-uh. of course, but I that's not why I mean, no, I feel no, the exact of course it's opposite. not why you, you do, really? Oh god. No, I just feel like it's such a cheat in a storytelling context to be like, this is why I like you. Because like okay. It's not, this is why I like you. He just said, Oh God, this is the, you know, this is again this is why one of the reasons I love this woman is like she knew exactly the Flintstones episode he's talking about. If, but if he didn't Sue know the episode, with, Sean knew the episode. But that's but again, that's what's so cool about it. It's like you get a mash reference or something from somebody you're hanging out with, somebody you love, and it's like <laughs> that's dude, all take for I, you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh God, not not, not going against shared interests. That's an interesting. Interesting one for you, Fryer. <laughs> what do you? I'm not against shared interests. I'm saying the the like that's not like exactly. I don't. Know, it's it to me. It's it's a cheat in this context to be like, here's why Corey and Topanga are good for each other because she likes the the thing. I don't. I don't know. think it's they're just, saying that. I think it's another layer of the relationship, which happens in relationships all the time, where you hear something and it's like, wow, you just made a lightsaber reference. That's incredible. Like it's just, it's nice. It's just nice. That's why you hate it. I hate nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. This That's is how why they we get can't you. have nice things. That's how they get you. Topanga explains, I've been sitting here since everyone left, and I've been wrestling too. Wrestling with how you could have possibly left me here alone. And I know you, and I know you have a good reason, so tell me your good reason. He tells her, I was helping Frankie get closer with his dad. They both look at the TV. Frankie and his dad are in the wrestling ring celebrating together. Topanga acknowledges it looks like he was successful. Corey emphasizes he would never hurt her. He apologizes for not being able to dance together in front of everyone. Topanga admits in front of everyone didn't matter. It was just a special dance and she wanted it to be with him. Sean attempts a Barney impersonation saying, favorite, if it's a special dance you want, Frankie does owe you a favor. And then we quickly cut back to a new empty wrestling arena. Corey and Topanga are standing in a spotlight in the middle of the ring, slow dancing to the very on the nose song about your sweet 16. You're also eighth grade slow dancing. I know. It's like, you know, the holding each other far apart and doing this kind of kind of dancing. It's not like you've been together for years dancing. We reveal Sean and Frankie sitting front row eating popcorn. Sean comments, poetry in motion, huh, Frankie? Frankie smiles. I see you have first an appreciation time seen after Sean all. eat in a while. I, I was know. like, hey, has, it's been like since first season. And I'm awkwardly eating. I'm not good eating on camera. <laughs> like totally like covering my face and like, like Learn you know what? How to I like eat. to think it was a good David Combs impersonation. Oh, nice. yeah. That's, yeah, it's like, that's good. <laughs> but it doesn't right. even look like I'm, it's like you can't, I don't know. Just, I couldn't eat on camera. Like, it's not, not a <laughs> skill God. I learned. The, the, the limits to your criticisms have I know, no ends. no it, bounds. You just, there's not a thing you can find, you can find anything to criticize about yourself. Even yeah. the way you eat on camera. <laughs> yes. Gosh, you're so hard on yourself. 
So Sean says those two in the oh Frankie says those two in the ring. How many rounds do you think they'll go? Sean smiles and responds, those two, they're going to go the distance. And then we have our tag. We're in the wrestling arena, arena continuing. It's still empty, but now Vader is in the ring with his son. Vader pats Frankie on the shoulder. I accept the fact that you don't want to be a wrestler like your pappy. Frankie admits he's just happy to be there to watch his dad work out. Frankie Sr. excitedly mentions he's got a shot at the belt now and he's been working on this new move. It's called the Vader Salt. Frankie Jr. wants to see it and his dad is more than happy to show him. Meanwhile, Corey and Topanga are still dancing in the ring and she tells him, when we dance close like this and you're holding me, I feel safe. Like nothing could ever happen to me. Corey assures her he would never let anything happen to her. Just then, he looks up and tells her to move one step to her left. They move just in time to dodge Vader's new Vader salt, a flip of sorts, again, off the ropes. Frankie cheers for his dad, and his dad happily pumps his fist. Topanga and Corey continue dancing in the background like they didn't just witness a huge man backflipping towards their heads, almost dying, and that's he our episode. slams onto the ground. I, I mean, know. like a backflip onto his own stomach onto the... Oh my God, yeah, that's kind of hurt. man. I know. Yeah. It's, it is so athletic. I mean... Yeah, but that's going to be painful. Yikes. I can only imagine. So thank you for joining us for this episode recap. Uh, our next episode will be season four, episode 10, Turkey Day. It originally aired November 22nd, 1996. Oh. As, yeah, you remember it? You, uh, it's, Thanksgiving it's, episode. It's, uh, another Ethan Frankie. And, yeah. Well, Frankie's all. family. Interesting. Yeah. I vaguely remember their Hutus and the Tootsies. Remember, like, oh yes, is the that Hutus, Hutus, Hutus and the Tootsies, and Tootsies episode? Yeah. Is that? Is it really? Yes. Oh man! Wow! Okay. It is. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Thank you all for joining us. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. and we have merch. We'll want you to get merch. <laughs> Podmeetsworldshow.com will send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Podmeets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at PodMeetsWorldShow or email us at PodMeetsWorldShow at gmail.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. 
It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.